Hey there, and welcome to a new episode of Stock Break, your weekly opportunity to dive into public companies as we break down their business activity, fundamentals, and potential value. I'm Josh Gilbert, market analyst at eToro, and let's get into it. Please remember that this podcast is intended for educational and informational purposes only. Stay tuned for additional disclosures at the end of today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Stock Break with me, Josh Gilbert. Today, we're going to be analyzing ResMed, a global leader in medical device development and cloud-based software. It was one of the most talked about stocks in Australia throughout 2023, and we're here to tell you exactly why and run you through its fundamentals. But before we get started, if there's anything you want covered across these stocks, let us know in the comments. Let us know if there's a stock you want covered or if there's something that we're missing. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe, give us a rating and send it to your friends. And if you are listening to this in podcast format and would like to watch along with the lovely presentation, there is a link in the bio and you can head over to YouTube to watch. And finally, a quick reminder that the presentation is for educational purposes only and should not be taken as investment advice, personal recommendation or an offer of or solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. So on to ResMed. As I said, this is a stock that was spoken about by almost every fund manager in Australia in 2023. It came on the back of a, of a, a tough year for the healthcare sector globally and obviously in Australia. But importantly, analysts still like the stock with the average price target signaling further upside and with Guru Focus's valuation believing the stock is significantly undervalued. So we're going to take you through the full view for ResMed, their story, their fundamentals, and their potential valuation to, to give you all the information to work out whether you believe it is significantly undervalued. So onto some key history and some facts before we dive straight into it. It was founded in Australia in 1989 by Dr. Peter Farrell. The company is dual listed in the, in the S&P 500 and the ASX. Both of those stocks are trading under the ticker RMD. Although they are dual listed, the US is its key market given the ge geographical location and the size of the US. It generates about 65% of total sales from the US. The company employs more than 10,000 people and it sells its products in more than 140 countries. And ultimately, the company lives and breathes technology. ResMed currently owns or licenses over nine and a half thousand patents or pending patents. So really big on technology. That's always really important when we're looking at a company that's looking to innovate. So again, that's really key for them. What is the mission and their vision? What is ResMed looking to do? Well, their mission is to provide global leadership in sleep medicine and non-invasive ventilation based on innovative technology, advancing the diagnosis, the treatment and management of sleep disordered breathing. Their vision, ResMed say that they have improved over 165 million lives in the last 12 months. And their goal is to improve 250 million lives in out of hospital healthcare in 2025. Essentially, their aim and their vision is to design innovative solutions to treat and keep people out of the hospital, empowering them to live healthier, higher quality lives through their products. So all in all, a pretty good business. They're looking to help people across the globe. So a quick look now at its business timeline, where it started, where things went well and where things didn't go so well. Well, the stock was listed in Australia on the ASX in 1999. It was initially listed onto the NASDAQ in 1995. 
Then in 2005, the stock had one of its best years in history, returned over 62%. Only its IPO year saw better returns. In 2012, after a number of successful years, ResMed paid its first ever dividend, which is still around to this day. And we'll get onto that in a moment. In 2013, we saw a big shakeup in management with Mick Farrell replacing his dad, who was the founder, as CEO. He remains a CEO to this day and is now also the chair of the board. In a landmark moment for the company, ResMed joined the S&P 500 in 2017. So a very prestigious moment for the company. In 2021, the company marked 10 years of straight gains, returning over a thousand percent during that time. That isn't any easy feat at all and just shows how much of a powerhouse this business is. 2023, though, was one of the worst years in the company's histories with shares falling by more than 17%. So we're going to find out what's next. We're going to tell you what to look for and what's important for ResMed. So we're going to dive now a little bit deeper into those fundamentals of the business. And really, this is going to tell us how does ResMed make its money? Well, there's two key sectors here for ResMed. We've got sleep and respiratory care, and then we have software as a service. So think cloud. So sleep and respiratory care, that is the primary revenue driver. It contributes about 90% of total sales. And ResMed continues to see huge potential in this area, in this market. That's where they believe they'll continue to drive sales. And it aligns with their sort of goals of patient well-being and reducing overall healthcare costs. Then we have software as a service. This accounts for around about 10% of total sales. So obviously covering the other part from sleep and respiratory care. It leverages ResMed's status as a global health leader. They're not just focused on their products. They're looking at software as well to sort of really develop what they offer. And it really supports healthcare providers. But importantly, it diversifies the business. Software like this is usually great for margins. And we'll talk about margins in a little bit. But again, it diversifies the business and gives it you know, another leg and makes it simply not a one trick pony. So on to some key numbers now. We're going to have a quick look at what those numbers are. And the first one I want to sort of point to is margins. We spoke about that just then being, you know, a margin product in terms of software. But ultimately, we've seen some stagnant growth. Well, we haven't really seen any growth in in margins, unfortunately. In the last few years, we've seen margins actually going backwards, since about 2020 was when we probably saw margins sort of pull back after or push a little bit higher, sorry, after peaking there around sort of 2015. But a lot of what we've seen from margins is, is a big reason why we saw weakness in the share price in 2023. And that presents an ongoing challenge for the business. Fortunately, as inflation begins to ease, supply chains begin to normalize. There is this belief that equipment and labor costs will decrease and that will alleviate some of the pressure that we're seeing on margins. The good news is that we're already starting to see that. It's Q2 results that were released in January 2024. Margins actually picked up to about 56.9%, which is showing us that they looked, the margins look to have found a bottom at the end of the full year 2024, which is around about that 56.5%. And that helped drive operating profit by more than 20% during the second quarter. And, and CEO Mick Farrell also suggested that cost discipline helps support ex acceleration in profitability as well. So margins have really come under pressure. Inflation 
labor costs, equipment costs, but we're starting to see that ease now. So that leads us nicely into the competition and the challenges ahead for ResMed. So I mentioned that it had a difficult 2023 and it wasn't just margins, which was what saw the, the sort of stock sell off. There were a couple of other reasons. Competitor wise, they have a number of direct competitors within the healthcare space. We've got Fisher and Paykel, we have Philips. These companies sell similar products, therefore they're competing for the same pool of customers. Philips lost a ground and you know, a little bit of ground to ResMed a number of years ago with its devices being recalled by the FDA. It's one of the healthcare regulators in the US. But even before that time, ResMed were ahead of Philips. But Philips is expected to re-enter into the market into the not too distant future, which will pose, of course, a challenge to ResMed. Indirectly, we have arguably 2023's most famous drug, Ozempic. So also known as GLP-1 drugs, but we saw the likes of Eli Lilly and Novo Nordisk garnered huge attention for the development of these drugs like Ozempic. They were originally designed to treat diabetes, but these drugs have shown the potential for appetite suppression and weight loss. And ultimately, that is a direct conflict to ultimately ResMed's products. So ultimately, there is a connection. The development ultimately there is that is it's impacted ResMed due to the connection between obesity and sleep apnea, which ultimately would then therefore reduce the demand for its devices and posing a threat. So if ResMed's customers were able to take the Ozempic drug and it ultimately helped their sleep apnea, they may not need ResMed's devices. Ozempic's influence, though, extends well beyond healthcare. We've had the likes of Walmart, Coca-Cola, Pepsi. They've expressed concern about the future of sales and how it may affect them. But some positives there. ResMed CEO Mick Farrell sort of reassured investors recently. And he sort of said that there's many issues with these drugs. Uh, there's lots of cost issues. There's side effects. There's many things that investors should think about before it actually will really impact ResMed. But that is one of the major reasons why we saw such a large sell-off in ResMed's share price last year. So now we're going to have a look at some key operating matches. We want to go through revenue, margins. We want to go through profit, exactly how this business is performing. Revenue is continuing to grow and it has moved significantly higher in the last three years. In the fiscal year 2023, ResMed reported 4.2 billion in revenue, which was 18% higher than 2022. And that was driven by increased demand across both segments. Software as a service or 24% and devices also grew by 21% as well. So importantly, we're seeing some really good growth from the software business, which as you say, is really good. We want to see that. That's really important for margins. Net income profitability was up 15% and free cash flow increased to 573 million. And we'll talk, touch on free cash flow a little bit in a moment as well. But I also just mentioned a little bit earlier that there is a focus on costs and, and CEO McFarrell has mentioned this. They're focused on being efficient, and they want to drive a clear strategy to penetrate what they believe is a massively undiagnosed market. They believe they have a huge opportunity to reach the sleep apnea market. And they believe that if they can keep costs at bay and they can become efficient, they have a great opportunity ahead. And that, that in turn should help margin expansion and obviously grow revenues and grow profitability all at the same time. And as I say, profit is on the rise again, it had a bit of a blip during the middle of 2021, but that is expected to grow further in 2024. Profits are set to continue growing. 
And that is thanks to, you know, at an operating level, declining freight, labor, equipment costs, that's going to, you know, boost margins as we've sort of mentioned as well. So plenty of opportunities for the business. Now it's dividend and it's free cash flow. ResMed has been a constant dividend payer for 10 years now. So again, really sort of, you know, put itself amongst rewarding shareholders for investing within the business. On free cash flow, though, it's worth noting that a significant portion is distributed to shareholders in the form of dividends, which currently stands at a relative modest 1.1%. So not a huge dividend, but there's always room for for growth. And the encouraging news is the market anticipates a huge 95% increase in free cash flow for the full year 2024, along with a projected cash balance boost of over 200%. So for me, I'm looking at that thinking that sets the stage there for a potential dividend hike in the near future. Um, It's dividend growth in the last five years is just over seven and a half percent. So we're definitely seeing growth and we could expect that to continue over the next few years. Notably, the stock has a payout ratio, uh, which is a metric that demonstrates whether a company can afford to pay its dividend to shareholders of 25%, which ultimately anything less than 75% is considered safe and, and an unlikely candidate for a dividend cut or freeze. But this also means that we are seeing ResMed invest its earnings into the business as well. So they're not just focused on paying shareholders in a dividend, they're reinvesting back into the business as well. With all of that said, it's a great time to sort of let me know what you think about ResMed. Do you think there's a better year in 2024 for ResMed? Is it on your watch list? Is it a company that you own? Let me know in the comments what you've been thinking and if you think it's going to be a better year for the company. So now a key area to mention that I want to focus on a a real important ratio is ResMed's price to earnings. Given the weakness that we've seen from ResMed's shares in the last 12 months, We've also seen its valuation drop off as well. We saw some support for shares at about $21.44. It was about a three-year low in the middle of 2023. But since that time, shares have you know turned, they've picked up, and its price to earnings have, have also picked up slightly as well. The company's valuation is now at about 22.9 times forward earnings, which is well below its 10-year average of about 33 times and lower than the ASX healthcare sector's 27 times forward earnings as well. Uh, although its valuation has picked up recently, it still does trade at its lowest valuation for over six years, which is really important. So that is even pre-COVID, as you might be able to see if you're watching on the presentation. If you're not, I'll explain uh, that the COVID-19 obviously improves its, well, it lifted its price to earnings ratio as well. But this ratio is also lower than competitors such as Philips and Fisher Paykel as well. So what it tells me is the sell-off that we've seen from the Ozempic risk and the threat there is slightly overdone. The company, as I say, has cited reports and data to ultimately corroborate that it's had minimal impact on the business so far. As to future risk, well, of course, it's there. We're probably going to need to get more data. But for now, I think the jury is still out on that. But I would say that current price to earnings ratio is going to be attractive for some investors. But as I say, that ratio was inflated during COVID-19, which has sort of skewed its 10-year average slightly. So if we're looking at that average from COVID-19 and looking at it now, you could say, okay, it looks ridiculously cheap given that you know sort of valuation. But again, if we maybe take out COVID-19 in those years and we look at history, it is still trading below where it has done historically over the last sort of 10 years. And, you know, as I say, trading at a six-year low, but it maybe isn't ultra attractive 
if we take out those sort of skewed years from COVID-19 as well. Now we're going to have a quick look at competitor performance. I think this is really important to show how well ResMed has done against competitors. And it has outperformed against competitors in the last five years. So in terms of returns, share price performance, ResMed has returned almost 120% compared to 82% for Fisher and Paykel and 35%, 35% loss for Philips, which, as I say, was largely due to their recall issues. But I did mention earlier, Philips may be on the way back. They have recently noted that they are looking to move back into the industry, which is going to obviously challenge ResMed at some point. So now we're going to have a simple SWOT analysis. We're going to go through the business's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and the threats, kind of piecing together everything that we've covered so far. Uh, so strengths, market leadership. ResMed is a global leader in developing and manufacturing medical devices. Its strong market presence and brand recognition contribute to what is a very competitive advantage. We've already gone through its patents. It is very innovative and its technology is key. It has a very strong focus on research and development, and it is continuously making new products and bringing through solutions. And obviously, they're now moving into cloud-connected products with software, et cetera, as well. So really, really important there. Strengths, acquisitions. Its cash balance puts it in a great position to explore further acquisitions as it has done previously. It's acquired really well over years gone by. They've made plenty of acquisitions and they've really expanded its footprint in the digital health space as well. So that's a strength that they've done in the past, but also we'll come on to that as an opportunity as well. Some weaknesses, margin pressures. I think this will remain a worry for some investors moving forward. We may have seen a bottom in margins, may have turned a corner, but it may be a concern for some investors and it may be something to keep an eye on. Uh, there is also a very high dependency on core markets. We mentioned it right at the start, but ResMed's financial performance is heavily reliant on its core markets, such as America, which obviously is a huge contributor to its revenues. And obviously its sleep part of the business is obviously a huge contributor, 90% compared to just 10% from its software. So maybe in the future, we can sort of try and get slightly less focus on America, maybe further diversification globally. And that is going to bring me on to my opportunity. I think there is an op, you know, an opportunity there for global market expansion. We're seeing increasing diagnosis of sleep apnea globally. We've got aging populations and we're also seeing obesity come through as well. And I think that presents growth opportunities for ResMed. So I think by expanding its global footprint in emerging markets, I think there's a potential to tap into new customer segments and ultimately drive revenue growth. Uh, we mentioned it as a strength, but it's also an opportunity. Tech advancements, if ResMed can continue to innovate in the technology space, I think it presents huge opportunities for ResMed to not only develop and launch new, more effective products, they'll you know, be able to embrace new technologies. And I think it will keep the, you know, the business at the forefront of the industry and also product and service diversification. That's a real huge opportunity for them. ResMed strong balance sheets and cash reserves, I think provide the financial flexibility to explore new product lines and services continue to acquire and expand the business in other areas. Some threats. We've gone through it slightly already, but we've talked about competition. Uh, the healthcare industry is very, very competitive. ResMed's going to face competition from both established, but also emerging players. When you have intense competition, you have pricing pressures, you can erode your market share, margins come up. 
with obviously Phillips coming back online, there is going to be some, some competition there. New drugs, we've already discussed the impact of Ozempic, for example, but they do remain a threat to the business. Any drugs that potentially improve, you know, sleep issues, sleep apnea will be a threat for ResMed. Regulatory risk, we obviously spoke about Philips earlier and the issues that they had. Being in the healthcare industry, you're subject to various regulations and standards. Regulations and failure to comply with existing ones could impact your operations, your financial performance. Like I say, Philips is down 35% in the last five years because of that very reason. So it is a very, very real threat. So now we're going to have a look at its valuation. We've spoken a little bit about its price to earnings ratio already and, and how it may seem as that it is, you know, an undervalued stock at current levels, given the sell-off that we had last year. The Guru Focus Valuation Tracker says that it's significantly overvalued. And that is coming off the back of recent share price weakness because of that Ozempic drug. But we're ultimately still seeing that, that growth is strong. We're, we're seeing record years. We've got, you know, revenue still climbing in double digits. We've got profitability climbing as well, you know, really coming back to life as well. And I, and I think that for me is a reason why I do think that ResMed does look slightly undervalued sort of current levels. Um, significantly undervalued, maybe slightly overdone. You can sort of make your own opinion on that. But I think shares continue to sort of look attractive, anything below sort of $30 or around $30. So that guru focus tracker there takes into account historical multiples, price to earnings ratio, price to sales ratio, price to book, price to free cash flow as well. From an analyst side, well, they like the company. From current levels, analysts see around about sort of 19 to 20% upside. And that's after we've already had a really strong start to 2024. We had about a 10% move higher in recent weeks as well. So lots of positives, I think, to take away. We've obviously gone through quite a lot of the fundamentals. But again, you can have a look at those valuations that we've mentioned, go back and look at historic valuations, and maybe assess the threat of Ozempic drug. And that will give you a view on whether actually it's maybe slightly overdone or whether actually it's correct that the market is pricing in the risks that Ozempic does face. That is a decision that is left in your hands. So now here are my key points that I think you should be watching for the business moving forward. I've said it already, acquisitions. We're set to see cash significantly rise in 2024. Free cash flow, cash balance. I think acquisitions may be front and center within the next couple of years. And I think that's going to really help continue to stimulate growth for ResMed. On the negative side, margin pressures, hopefully found a bottom for margins, but I think it is something that remains an issue, something to keep an eye on. If margins do come under pressure again, so will shares. Rotation into healthcare assets. After a very tech-focused 2023, we're likely to continue to see a rotation during 2024 into cheaper assets assets such as healthcare. It had a pretty poor 2023. And as rate cuts come through in 2024 from the Fed, from the RBA, healthcare sectors across the globe, I think are going to be front and center. And finally, drug and regulatory risk. As I say, Philip shares have been absolutely crushed in the last five years due to regulatory recalls. And then, so that for me is an ongoing threat. You've got to sort of that and price that into ResMed's share price, as well as these new drugs coming to market as well. So there's risks there, but there's also opportunities. So to cap us off, a nice summary, we'll round it all up, give you that full picture 
of ResMed. So shares had a tough 12 months. They were down by about 15%, but the tide could be turning. They've had a great start to 2024 so far, and things are looking a little bit more bright. ResMed's balance sheet looks set to grow significantly for the full year 2024. Free cash flow is up over 90% potentially, and that leaves the door open for an increase in the dividend acquisitions and future growth. Risks remain, we've mentioned it, against the backdrop of regulatory risks and the Ozempic drug. Its valuation remains attractive to some. It may not be to everyone, but at 22.9 times forward earnings, it's cheaper than competitors and the broader healthcare sector and is trading below its 10-year average. And finally, analysts like the company with a buy consensus, which currently has about 20% upside for price targets from its current levels. So that's it for ResMed. Thank you, everyone for listening. If you found this episode useful, don't forget to like, and of course, send it to a friend. We'll give you all the information on how to find ResMed on eToro in the comment section, in the bio. So check it out if you want to have a look at ResMed on eToro. Maybe make a post on it. Let us know what you think. And also tell us if ResMed is a company you own or after this is going to be on your watch list. So a reminder to let us know if there is a stock that you want to see next. And of course, we'll break it down for you. Thanks for watching. See you next time. You have been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, use eToro.com. This podcast is for information and education purposes only and should not be taken as investment advice, a personal recommendation, or an offer of or solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. This material has been prepared without taking into account any particular recipient's investment objectives or financial situation and has not been prepared in accordance with the legal and regulatory requirements to promote independent research. Past performance is not an indication of future results.